How you doing? Alright. Yeah, not too bad, man. How you been? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, getting through it, I suppose, one way or another. Yeah, man. Just kind of just yeah, trying to trying to stay busy. That's trying to stay it? sane, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard when other people around you, you know, the, the strong people that you normally rely on to be sane aren't sane anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, luckily, like for my, most people I spoke to, they're just like, "Yeah, this is this is cool. I, I'm just dealing with this. Like, I'm I'm enjoying the time at home and stuff." So a lot of people, a lot of creatives, I'm finding are just like, "Yeah, this is what I needed. I needed this, this time to just chill." So it's kind of like a gift and a curse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is, really is a gift and a curse. It's certainly made families stronger, and and it's going to bring a lot of cooks and DIY experts out. Yeah, I'm legit. I, I got to do a little cooking thing after this, actually, um, for one of the I don't know some one platform. They're like, "Oh, oh can yeah. you do some cooking stuff?" I was like, "Yeah, all right, cool." So that's awesome. So you cook as well, then, yeah? No, nah, not really. I, like, I can cook, but like nothing special. Just <laughs> <laughs> I've been on my own since sixteen, so like just learning how to survive basic meals and stuff. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's it, innit? Yeah, you learn you learn to survive. That's one of the main things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about you? How you been finding it? Yeah, well I'm still working, so it's Okay. Nothing's really changed for me, if, if that makes any yeah. sense. Uh, I mean like we're we're not far from Leeds. Um Right. Probably about an hour and a half from Leeds, a little place called Bridlington. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Nah. No, near Scarborough. Okay. Yeah. So it's like we're quite spread out, and and we didn't really go out much anyway. We used to we sort of yeah. go, we used to go away once a month to a hotel or something, you know, just a bit of a break. But as yeah. for going out, as for going to pubs and stuff, we didn't really do it that much. And all my friends, we used to connect the way we're connecting now because they live all all over the place. So nothing's yeah, really yeah. changed, you yeah. know. Yeah, same. I'm I'm a ho- I'm a home person, man. When you go yeah. out much, you take a lot to go out, so. This is the only thing I'm really missing is like the odd trip to the shop and stuff, or yeah. just the idea that if I want to go out, I can go out. That's literally yeah. the only bit that's like. And and to be to be fair, ninety five percent of the day I forget about it anyway. It's only like that five percent. I'm like, oh man, you know what? I could just like today I, I went to um, I was like, oh, you know what? I better check on my car, man. Make sure my car's still turning over. I seen I ain't turned on for a month. Yeah, and like um got in it, started fine. And then thought, oh, let me just drive around the block. I was like, bro, I don't even remember how to drive. Like, it's been it's been like a month since I even <laughs> like, like, and all the brakes were sounding all rusty. Like I was like, oh my god. But yeah, it's just little things like that, man. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, my car's got some issues at the minute, and it's like, is it going to be anywhere open to fix it? <laughs> you I, know? I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Because I like it's weird because I've seen. There's certain places you wouldn't think would be open are open. So I saw when I went out for a walk earlier, I saw a guy holding a bag of chips. So I was like, "Right, the chip shop's open." So like, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but right here, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's, I think there's been some like weird, weird um, parts of this lockdown in place because I know there's certain places like to do with our work that are opening on Monday because. They were given a date of so many weeks to furlough all their staff and then so many weeks to bring them back. Right. So I'm not quite sure okay. how how it's working for everybody. I know a couple of chip shops and Chinese restaurants where we live are due to open within the next week. 
I don't right. think they're having staff in, but I think they're due to do like uh, like an hour over, you know, like tea time and delivery right. driving. But yeah, okay. it's, it's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, all good, all good, all good. It's certainly something we'd never thought we'd see in our lifetime. I mean, I, I'm 41 years old and I've always sort of wanted to see something quite crazy, but I, I wanted zombies more than, you know, invisible virus. 100% man, I was ready, I was literally, I was ready for zombies, I've always been ready for zombies, I've always been ready for the end of the world, zombie apocalypse, no matter how it goes, I'm like, yep, I know exactly what I'm doing, and it's funny because the place I was for, I was like, as soon as it hits here, the best place to go is Tesco's, and in this situation, it was like, that was the worst place to go, so yeah. I was like, yeah, you can never, you can never plan for these things, man. What a strange but, thing though, you know, yeah. because people are naturally fucking, um, naturally drawn to each other aren't we we're we're social creatures so yeah. you know give a fucking illness that just drives people apart it's just it's just weird it's yeah <laughs> what do you what do you think of it what do you think of the illness like what do you because there's been so many like conspiracies about where it's from what kind of virus it is and um like what are your thoughts on it oh man i read it ah i can be quite partial to a conspiracy theory you see so i have to kind of watch myself but I don't think it's 5G. I think there's some nah. similarities. I think there's definitely similarities linked. If you're asking me, do I think it come from a bat? No, I think nah. it's man. I think it's man-made. I don't see know. this. Uh, see, that's what I thought at first. Yeah, I've gone back and forth with it because, and and it, like the man-made argument makes way more sense if you yeah. think of it this way. Yeah. So, um, if you look at China's death rate, yeah. yeah. So let's say let's say that if their death rate is fake. Then it's like okay, cool, whatever. But if they, if that really was their death rate, and also and you saw the way it stopped, then it makes yeah. way more sense that if it's made in a lab, they have the cure. Oh yeah. But obviously, they can't say they have the cure because if they have the cure, they have to admit they made it, and then they're also then they become liable to literally every single government's um, uh, costs. So, oh, yeah. it, you're, and you're talking about you're you're also talking about um, biological weapons. You're talking about war crimes. So, n and not only that, every single every single um, trade treaty with that China has with everyone else would be gone sh straight away. And then I always thought that <clears throat> China don't really care yet because at the end of the day, China's economy is like, you know, what I mean, it's the top. But. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was then reading into it and a lot of the officials, a lot of um, officials believe that um, their GDP isn't like the truth anyway. So it's like they're, they're reporting that they have all this money where they really don't. So there's a lot of a lot of things. My dad always says, follow the money. And if you do follow the money, it, may, it makes way more sense um, that China know way more than they're letting on than, than yeah. what they've been telling us. Oh, yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree, and yeah, I mean, I was shocked. I, w I was reading, so I tried to sort of stay away from the David David Icke's kind of opinions, you know. Even though I yeah. quite like I quite like David Icke for some information, but, I used um, to, yeah. yeah, I used to, yeah. I think he's got a bit crazy with it all recently, but he's going to win it. He's going to take this as a platform to progress his career and yeah. say, you know, what I said ten years ago, I was right, I was right. But anyway, getting back to what you were saying, yeah, I totally agree with you, and I was quite shocked to read an article that was basically saying. This isn't the first time that China have released a biological um, weapon. Mm. You know, it's like, what? When the hell When the hell did that happen? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, I, I, I can't remember what it was on, whether someone told me about it or I read, I read about it. I don't know, man. It blurs into one. But uh, there was this um, 
apparently this recorded bit of footage from the White House. I don't know if you've heard this, but there was it wasn't seen. There was no video footage. It was just a, a recording. There was a CNN reporter and someone for one of, from one of Trump's like briefings. Yeah, they're ha- they're having a bit of a chat after this briefing. This is from the White House. I don't know where it was leaked from, and someone's coughed like joking. And this CNN, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, this CNN reporter's like, "Oh fucking hell, fucking hell, you're gonna give me Rona." And he's like, "Hey man, don't panic. We've all been vaccinated here." You know what I mean? It's like Prince Charles had it for like four oh. hours and was out the next day wandering around, weren't he? You know, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of um, and I feel like, like I get it as well, yeah. Because if you look at um, the reason why information is suppressed, mm-hmm. it's kind of twofold. Obviously, you always you always want to um, control the narrative. All right, that's fair enough. Yeah. But also, the general public are really, really stupid. So yeah. <laughs> you kind of got to like you kind of got to drip feed information because no one's. I don't know. I just I feel like the majority of the majority of of people are going to do the wrong thing. Yeah, and they're gonna get their information from the wrong places. They're not gonna be going. Like, you see me on Twitter. The amount of times yeah, that I've posted the original um uh the the original um model about this is what the government are going over blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and and people still like not getting it. And it's just like ugh, okay, you don't you don't really want to know. You don't like the information that you're looking for that's right there in front of you you don't really want it you what you what you do want though is just like what some crazy woman on facebook's talking about and oh, it's yeah. it's and it's nuts because like i've seen on i don't really use facebook i only really use facebook for business yeah but unfortunately i have to go from through a personal page that i have that i don't really check on but every time i go on there i'll see like posts from people from school old friends and stuff from when i did yeah. use it back in the day and like the things that they're saying, I'm just like, this is crazy. And it, and not only that, it's always the crazy people. And I don't mean like that in a bad way, but I mean people yeah. that have really been through like people that we've always been like, yeah, that person's a little bit, a little bit off their off their rock hard. They're the ones who are the loudest voices right now, yeah. coming up with some crazy ideas. It's like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It's nearly as if they. It, I, I don't like saying they because I think everyone has a, a they. You know, like mm. they have done this and they have done that, but. I do, I do t- kind of think that it seems to be let let people run with it because it's so uh, there's so much like um, stuff going against each other every day. You know, like they'll release yeah. even down to the symptoms. You know, like yeah. uh, it's, it's a dry cough and a fever. But if you look at like the next post underneath it, it's pretty much everything, man. Eyeball ache, teeth hurting, skin. Yeah. Tingling, you know, and you sat there. It's like you wake up and you think. Fucking hell, I've got a bit of a sore throat. So <laughs> you start checking the symptoms, it's like, nah, it's yeah. just, a fe- just a fever and a cough. And then like two two things down, it's yeah, yeah, sore throat's now part of it, you know. Mm. And it, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think there's someone sat there going, you know, rubbing their hands together going, let's just let all the crazy people run with this because, you know, it's But that's get- what you get though. If you don't have, if you don't have yet, um, well, two things. If you don't have a government... Um, giving you information you can trust you're always mm-hmm. going to be you're always going to come up with, with your own theories but again if you're not giving us if you're not giving answers yeah solid answers that make sense then you're, you're 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 kind of you're inviting people to come up with their own theories and it's funny because if you look at our leadership yeah so you look at um, Boris yep. who's just a buffoon 
um, you look at Trump, who's kind of like a improv comedian, like there's there's so much great area in what they say. So they'll say one thing today, then another thing tomorrow. Um, And it's always just, you you never know what, and well, it's not, you don't know what to trust. We're already programmed to not trust anything they say. So if I'm not going to trust anything you yeah. say, then you also then there's a lot of space for people to go. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to do this, and I, I know it's it, it's different. Yeah, when you talk about um, like New Zealand's New Zealand's president, everyone's all saying that she, um, Prime Minister she's amazing. She's a really yeah. good leader, and obviously it's a lot easier to lead when your country's not suffering as badly. Yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, I feel like the reason the country's not suffering as badly is because they got really good leadership. So it, go, yeah, it goes yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, um, we've got family in in New Zealand, and we spoke to them the other week, and they're they're just like fantastic over there. You know that sort of he he was saying, our family member was saying, you know, without it being on the news, you wouldn't even know that this pandemic existed. Yeah, in, you know, in New Zealand, they're just uh, yeah, they're doing really really well with it. Yeah. And a lot of pl- a lot of places seem to be, don't they? A lot of places seem to be doing really well. Yeah. Um, yeah man yeah it's strange it's strange i kind of that that idea as well yeah a lot of the because the way it was it's kind of been laid out is um this pandemic is something you're not really going to see you're going to see on tv and stuff but then there's going to be a part where it starts affecting you it gets closer and closer to home and i think because we talk about twenty thousand deaths and twenty thousand deaths is a lot or oh it's probably more than that now 25 whatever um, yeah. And that, sorry, that's official numbers as well. That's not including all the unofficial numbers, but that's still a really small amount. So people aren't really feeling it close to home. But what yeah. we are feeling, we're feeling the, the effects of lockdown way more than anything else. So I, I feel like that's another reason why after six weeks, some people have been some people have been on lockdown for nine weeks now. So. Yeah. After that time, you're looking at your window, and everyone seems to be alright. You're just like, yeah, you know what, man? Forget this. Let me just do what I got to do. So, uh, and 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 because of that, I do get the reason why we didn't lock down sooner. Because obviously, one of the one of the that said, I didn't want to lock down too early because I know people are gonna get, um, they're gonna get cabin fever and gonna want to run out, and they're not, they're not like he he said people can't do this for 14 weeks, um, but it looks like they're going to have to either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I really don't get all the, uh, you know, the moaning about how quick or how late we did something. People were going to die. Sorry, my being cold with this, but people were going to die from this. They were. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Matter if, it doesn't matter if you locked down two months fucking before it happened or what. It, people were going to die from it. It's a virus. Yeah. A, vir- a virus we haven't seen before. A virus we've got no way of predicting what it's going to do, how it's going to mutate, how it's going to affect. And it's, yeah. that's just what an awful job to fucking take. You know what I mean? Yeah. I won't. I won't yeah. want that position. I certainly won't want that position. When you're dealing, the worst thing that you can deal with is mass hysteria. And you can mm. imagine, you can imagine just how much hysteria and panic there could have been if this had been handled maybe a little bit worse than it already has been. You could have had, yeah. could have had riots. You could have had all sorts. Yeah. And I'm quite. I, I, now go on, go on, say. I was going to say I'm quite. Um, I've got quite a lot of respect for the English public right now because I thought there would have been a lot worse riots and crime happening. You know. Yeah, I think we're we're super polite. Um, I don't think I think it takes a lot for 
and bearing in mind here, yeah, when we talk about um, if we talk about riots, like really people going crazy, yeah, it's gonna have to affect the middle classes. Oh yeah, and because it's not affecting the middle classes as much, um, and I just think our side, I just think over here we're just different, man. We just, there's not we we're always trying to see the best in things, regardless of how things look online. In the real world, it's very different. I think the the that the image that people have of British people, um, if you're looking at the, the social media world, is very yeah. different than we are actually in real life. So I think it would take a lot for us to riot, um, a lot for us to really go to go crazy. We'd have, we'd have to really be seeing our family and friends dropping dead, like yeah. you know, what I mean, super regularly. But yeah, I, th- I think uh, to, for the most part, I think we've we've dealt with it as as a people, we've dealt with it fine. Bearing in mind, we're like. Uh, third in the world for deaths right now so and, uh, yeah and, uh, i mean we we are and it's, and it's so funny because we were looking at uh if you look at the news when italy was really going through and we were quite we were, i think we were only down what we were, we were about four thousand deaths and italy were around thirteen thousand or something i might be wrong yeah. on my facts but they were they were quite high and the news was like italy is italy is a. Uh, pretty much like the, the it's the end of the world over there it's crazy they, they've missed they've mishandled it um they've mismanaged it and now yep. we're in the exact same position and, and it's kind of like no nah, we're doing all right we're doing fine it's like the, the, stark, <laughs> the yeah. stark contrast the uh the the, the hypocrisy or is it, i don't know if it's even hypocrisy i think it's just a case of like um i don't know the, 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 being a bit uh self disillusioned disillusioned or just yeah, just really, yeah, really no, no, I think you're right, yeah. Disillusional, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's weird, man, isn't it? And and don't, I, I don't know about you, but I've never really suffered with anxiety before in my life. Right. I mean, I get panicked about stuff, but I wouldn't say I've ever experienced anxiety. Mm. Maybe like the first time you jump out of a plane, the first time I did a, a jump out of a plane, I had anxiety. You know, I was quite yeah. like, oh my God, I'm going to die. You know, <laughs> soon yeah. got over it. But it was really strange, man. I was like in a fucking bubble. My birthday was the 7th of March. Right. Uh, 41 years old, gone out. And people were talking about this virus. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. And like three days later, kids were coming out of school, man. I was like, what the fuck? I felt like I'd woke up in 28 days. You know, suddenly I was in that 28 days later. I'm in yeah. the hospital and there's like zombies running around. I was like, and all of a sudden... I developed anxiety and it yeah. was like all I was doing was watching the death toll just raise and raise and raise and I was like getting panicked every time I saw a, uh, a tweet that you know was about I saw yeah. one of you I saw one of you funny enough saying by this time next week we'll be at a million cases you know yep. and I was just like oh my god you know, yeah what, what the fuck's going on what's going on is this the end of the world and it it took my wife to say to me, you know, man the fuck up, Scott. Chill out. Like, you know, <laughs> chill out and man up because no one needs it. <laughs> you yeah. know? And I was all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's and funny kinda, though, man. Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, no, no, I was just saying, it was just all of a sudden, I just sort of dealt with it. But yeah, yeah it's weird. So when this first, um, when I first heard about it in China, so this must have been kind of what, uh, February, late Feb. Um, and kind of hearing about it a bit more and just thinking yeah. uh, I, don't, I, I don't think it's going to be anything and then around um, the beginning of March or mid-March 
it's, it's getting a bit you're hearing it a little bit more that like they mention it mentioning it on the news and things like that and then i was yeah. on the way to work i drive through watford um general hospital uh there's a little shortcut to well when i'm going yeah. to harrow so i drive through that so i'm driving through and i see coronavirus pods this way and it's got they've got the signs up for the coronavirus pods this is before we'd had any cases in the uk by the way and then i was like oh raw, that's getting super close and i'd um i posted up a picture of it and people are like what that's in watford yeah i'm like yeah man and then just kind of having this kind of little smirk in the back of my mind like raw, this is actually going to happen it's actually getting super close and then Still not really thinking anything from it. So we'd have we'd had the first couple of cases over here. They were yeah. talking about lockdown, but they hadn't locked down yet. Um, I think we we're already we we're like two weeks away from lockdown. Um, oh no, that's a lie. That's a lie. We we're one week away from lockdown. And I started looking at. I started really getting into the charts. I'm a chart person. I love like I love stocks, and that's how I, I love I love looking at charts. Um, just how things work. So I'm looking at it, yeah. and I'm and I'm like, something's wrong here. Um, and, and I'm still looking at China as well. So at the, at the, at the, I'm thinking China is as bad as it's going to get, right? Because obviously that's the yep. that's where it's come from. So I'm re- looking at the charts, and I'm, then I'm like thinking, wait, that's it doesn't look right. The amount of people that have died, um, the amount of people that have it, the way it's spreading, the facts that um, what's happening in other places. Because this was just when Italy were really starting, and and someone has actually said, ah. Oh, you lot are um, five weeks away from us right now. This is how we started. And I read that and I was like, oh shit. All right, okay. This is actually going to be serious. And so that day, I just went, all right, what I'm going to do, I'm going to buy enough food to last for two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I literally went to, I was like, I'm not going to go and, and take out um, a whole bunch from the stores. I'm going to go to loads of different shops, get um, two or three of everything from each shop. So I've gone... I went to seven different supermarkets in Watford yeah. and Harrow. And this is the time when people are kind of like started to stock up. This is when the toilet roll thing started happening. Like yeah. kind of, and, and and it's funny because the week before someone did, someone was buy, buying toilet roll, there was loads of toilet roll on the shelf and this guy had a, had a trolley full. And I remember thinking like, what a dickhead. And um, yeah. a week later, I'm in the same position, like just in case, like we had what we needed, but I was like, just in case we don't have, let me yeah, just stock yeah, yeah. up. And then so I got like two weeks worth of food, and luckily, um, the week the the last day I went shopping was the last day it went. It was crazy. So I was outside Tesco's for an hour um, before I could even get. No, I was an hour and a half actually before I could even get in. Yeah. And then it was, I was in there for another hour and a bit just trying to queue up. It was absolutely nuts. But um, yeah. I, another thing as well, like talking about how um deadly the disease and how to catch it i honestly think yeah if i was gonna get it that's the day i would have got it so i i'm like i i, I do believe that it's it's a deadly disease once you get it but i just don't think it's as dangerous I, I mean i don't think it's as catchy um in that way as many people make out because i just think the amount of people that were there there's probably maybe over a thousand people in tesco's mm-hmm. um no one had masks on at that time like no. that wasn't really a, a thing people hadn't really a few people had them, but they were. We were looking at them like they were weirdos. Yeah. And I was yeah, yeah. Like, if if one person, if one person has it, we we're, we're all getting it because everybody was so close. Like it was, it was yeah. nuts, man. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree nice. with you. I think um, I think this whole like it's aerosol and then it was airborne. I mean, 
I've got a thing on Airborne. If it was Airborne, it would have been a lot fucking worse than what it is right now. You know, yep. not saying it in bad, but Airborne yep. would, would have been the worst. Yeah, I know they're saying yeah. there's like aerosol droplets in the air that can last up to three hours and all this, but I still think mm-hmm. I still think it would have been a lot worse if that was the case. 100%. And, and why some countries, it's like poli- it's mandatory policy to wear a face mask and we're being told not to and, yeah. you know, just... And then there was like the ventilator thing, you know, d- not taking ventilators from the from the foreign countries or the EU, whatever it was, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. there's been a lot, a lot of shit to contend with yeah. as well as, as well as stuff you've never experienced before in your life. Like going to a supermarket and seeing it fucking empty, you know, yeah. that was Nuts. like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And then getting on a train, I had to get a train to work. It was about, it's about a 20 minute journey. I got on this train and there was about 50 people on this train early morning, it was about 10 past six. And someone in the middle of this train carriage coughed, and it looked like this geezer was going to get lynched, man. Do you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> I honestly thought, I was in like GTA, people were like, you fucking dick. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy times, man. Crazy times. So, time. in this time, have you managed to be more creative? Have you drawn from the situation? Or if I would continue. I wouldn't say I'm more creative, but I would say I'm more productive. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of ideas that I had before this all kicked off. Like we were literally a week away from starting three new podcasts, um, and because of we can't do that anymore, I've just switched the format. So we're doing them on live, um, YouTube live via Skype, and it's actually worked out really well. So. Yeah. Where where we would have been doing one a week, we've actually been doing five a week. Um, wow! So that's yeah. So that's kind of changed the whole the 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 timeline of what we're doing. Um, I was actually looking today. I've actually put out um, about six songs, maybe more, over this time. So one of yeah. them was a little jokey one about the coronavirus when it first kicked off. Um, then I did a. a a lockdown EP when lockdown was announced, um, and then I've done yeah, a few yeah, other yeah. tracks with a few other a few other artists and things like that. So I've actually done quite a lot, but at the same time, as far as being creative, um, I, I'm still I'm kind of I'm not stuck. Like I know what I want to do, but I just haven't found the vibe yet. I haven't found the groove yet. So I'm I'm in a bit of not writer's block because I know exactly what I want to write. But it's just the the vibe. Like, um, I was supposed to put out an album, which was a grand yeah, album, yeah. and that got that's been pushed back because I don't know how to promote it. I don't know how I, I want it to be. It's the kind of thing I want you to play in a, in your car in a club with people dancing, having fun, and I don't see how it works um, when we're talking about being in a club and you're stuck in your house. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just trying to figure out how do I, what do I do? Do I change certain things or do I do a whole other project? Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, I think, yeah, I've definitely been more, more productive. But at, at the same time, I think that, that the, the creative side, as far as like being creative business wise, I think I've been more creative because I'm really thinking outside the box. How do I make things work? How do I create opportunities where, for, how do I make create opportunities? while I can't leave my house for other people who can't leave their house 
and that's really been what I've been on and that's and the people I've been working with they've been on the same thing as well um luckily I've been able to hook up with um some people who basically they they were already doing this kind of stuff way before way before it was cool they were already doing like all digital the, the companies they work with are a hundred percent digitally based so yeah, they're working yeah. with like um estate agents so one of the things that's been killing the property game at the moment it's not really the um like property market hasn't crashed at all hasn't nothing's really gone uh changed with it the only thing that's, that's changed is the fact that people can't um they can't switch over so you can't and you can't view houses so yeah 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 so that's been that's been kind of killing it a little bit whereas um estate agents that are already digital have already set up already do virtual tours they're they're cool there's no problems there's, there's a lot of yeah. stuff that they can do they've been doing changeovers online anyway so yeah it's just musically i'm just trying to think like where do i how, how can i use this time to get an edge yeah that's it isn't it yeah i mean you're obviously in a in a much better place than i am with music because i, I you've got such a good sound you know like listening through your tracks and stuff i love you i love the aggressive passion you have in your music man it's right, you know it's it's really really good and like i'm coming from doing opera do you know what i mean i'm sort of okay. trained trained opera singer and with a love for fresh heavy metal music so right. there's a there's an energy there's a vocal technique kind of energy that i get from being really good at what i do on stage and stopping yeah. a room stopping a room and getting a standing ovation for a song that people wouldn't expect you to be able to sing you know yeah but i don't get the passion that i get from screaming down a microphone you know <laughs> some kind of rage to guitars and drums mm. and it's hard putting the two together and then i also like drum and bass music so i've been trying to fit you know, thinking I'm doing something really, in, really, really out there, and then someone would be like, "Oh man, that's deathcore, or that's death step, or yeah. that's anything. you know, like oh, for fuck's yeah. sake." <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> to be fair though, I haven't. I don't think I've heard opera singing. Oh, like literally, when you said that, I was like, my brain just goes, "Oh, that that could work. Like that could work." Because yeah. I feel, I feel like, um, especially within within um, musical culture, there's so many yeah. elements that. Uh, we don't understand are connected because again mm -hmm. you're talking about uh, with music especially the origins of music and the origins of uh, music being a uh, platform it's, it's there to tell stories right yeah, and yeah. opera is all stories like it's 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 stories and, and hip-hop is stories rock is stories um, blues stories so there's definitely that there's that space where they kind of they, they are the same thing, but just it is. It's the same. It's, it's the, they're saying the same thing in different languages, so it's always oh, yeah. interesting to kind of put those things together and see ways. Like me, I'm already like you saying that. I'm like, yep, that's the. the I'm, I'm. I need opera on the track. Like that's to me. That's that's that has to happen, man. Yeah. 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 No, I. I, I can't think what I saw, I saw this. Um... On YouTube, I saw this group, and it was some weird music. I quite like weird music sometimes, you know, like discovering something you would never normally listen to. Yeah. And they had, they had this, uh, like, um, it was like Icelandic rock with, like, an Irish woman sort of doing kind of like a Gaelic sort of opera over the okay. back. 
Oh man, it, it was so haunting. I can't remember the name of the group, but you know, you sat there and I just thought, this needs to be on something. You know, people, yeah. more people need to be doing that sort of thing. But it's for me, it's finding that. Like if you if you were to message me and say I've wrote this track and you sent me a track I'd have no problem whatsoever putting something to it, mm. but when it's all me if I've got to create it from start to finish I just I just sort of sit and struggle, you know what I mean? That, yeah, well, that yeah. is the hard thing though. But I feel like see, there's different ways of approaching things. So the reason why, like I said earlier, I'm having trouble being creative at, at the moment is because the way I want to create, I want to create first with the voice. Um, so with with like vocal melody and then put the music around that. So mm-hmm. when someone when when I when I start with a beat, that's always easy because you start you're messing about and then something sounds good. Oh, that sounds good. You add some drums to it or vice versa, and it's like okay, that's a finished product. And then you just you just jump on top of it. So it's just it's the icing. You're just putting the icing on the cake. Whereas when you're doing it the other way around, it's like okay, right, I'm trying to start with the icing. Like how do how does that work? and then then fit everything else around it but at the same time i feel like when you get that right when you get that correct it's it it production levels go to another a whole another level which is the same way like when you listen to um electronic music right so electronic music when you're talking about um we're using um logical cubase or whatever there's a certain sound and there's there's something that you, you get from that which can be amazing and is amazing but then there's a yeah. whole different vibe when you got like a brass band and when i listen to like i don't know that like count basie and like oh i'm just like you had a whole band right you had a whole brass band and you sang about i don't know a couple of words over it and that was the whole song and yeah. but the music was really the main thing and it's just like to me it's bringing that element trying to bring those two elements together and yeah like any anytime i hear that to me i'm like okay that's that's the way i want my music to want my music to sound in the future yeah. and I'm, I'm working towards it but it's definitely hard man oh yeah yeah definitely yeah i totally agree with you and it's like I'd, i'll sit and i'll listen to like the sort of the, the mix of a lot of you know famous bands and i mean like i'm quite into nine inch nails i don't know if you've ever listened yeah. to a bit yeah so yeah. i'll sit and i'll listen to sort of trent, trent Reznor's production you know and i just think how he's got a whisper you can hear like him whispering yeah. over this really loud sort of surging mess of noise and mm. you know it's just like i sit there and i think well how can i create that you know on the most limited yeah. of, of equipment and the most limited to, i'm using audacity or something like that you know yeah. so yeah and it's like i get somewhere and then i take like five steps back because i'm such an i'm such a perfectionist when it comes to what i'm creating yeah. You just never finish nothing. You never, you know, you go back to it and you you fucking delete it. Or, you know, my wife gets crazy with me because I'm like, oh, no, 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 Yeah, scrap it. See, I'm a beat hoarder. There's not many, like, it's actually funny, actually. Earlier today, I was thinking I need to go through, because I've probably got on this hard drive alone, maybe like 500, 600 beats. And I was like, let me just start going through them. And because I'd say that, the ones that are left on there are probably ones that I won't use or like normally if something's banging I'm just using it so nothing really gets left but at the same time it takes a lot for me to delete things I literally only deleted something today which was a little guitar riff and I was just like nah because if it was I I couldn't remember what I did but I was like if it was good I would have saved it I would have or I would have called it something else so I deleted that but yeah man I think um it's uh yeah I don't know man it's hard it's it's a it's hard trying to Part of the problem is, yeah, you don't 
you don't hear, mm-hmm. it, you can't be objective about your own music. No, so you, you, need, you need other people to hear it, and then they can, and then or people that you trust. So there's yeah. there's a few people that I really trust that I'll, I'll play them something and be like, yeah, what do you what do you think of that? And they'll be like, either yeah or, or no. And regardless of what they say, I might probably still put it out, but at least I've kind of got a little. I know it's not rubbish because there's a lot of times I make something and I'll be like, I actually don't know if this is the greatest thing I've ever made or a piece of shit. Like I literally, yeah. I'm too, I'm too close to it. So you kind of yeah. do need that those people that are around and be like, yeah, that's cool, or to give you kind of like some constructive, constructive criticism. No, yeah, I agree. I always think like leave something and go away from it for like four days and come back and have yeah. fresh ears on it because yeah. you you come back and you're like actually that's that's quite sweet. I quite like that, you know. And I think that I think you do need like it's like having a breakup, isn't it? You need like eight months away from it to come back and be like it's no longer sore, so you can listen to it, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to that now. And yeah, it's a shame. I was talking about this with someone the other day, like being like 15 14 years old and 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 writing and having tapes you know like a four track recorder and i had a bag of tapes and i've lost i've lost that bag of tapes and i'd love to go through some of you know the absolute wank that i was writing when i was 14 years old but you know (laughs) it's the beginnings isn't it it's the beginning it's the beginnings of who you are creatively and you know as a as as someone who's going to progress into music it's like it's weird yeah it's, it's weird. funny man my producer he um sent me so i was th- he sent me some beats the other day and was like it when i say my producer i mean my original literally my first producer when i started really getting serious when i was like 18 so yeah. um he sent me some beats the other day and was like lockdowns here you want some beats or something i'm, I'm gonna do some stuff so i was like yeah send them free man and then, then he hit me up again and was like i'm doing like this best of um 2000 to 2003 kind of mix he's like, i've oh, got wow. some i've got some of your tracks on there i'm like what like send me these man let me hear so i'm listening to like me as like uh an 18 year old rapping so these are like yeah like 20 years ago a lot of the stuff i wrote then and i'm listening to it i'm just like yeah it's like the the skill has changed the understanding of how to make a song the understanding of how to structure a verse the understanding of, of of cadence breath control voice control um, all of that has changed, but essentially, I'm I'm the, I'm exactly the same rapper. The way oh, wow. I the way I approach a track, and it's so funny because so I'm listening to this this track, um, and it's got a whole bunch of rappers on it. So there's um, back in the day there was this guy called uh, so well there was Wordsmith who's my boy he was on it. Yeah. Um, a guy called Drama who was again on the same label as me back in the day, and his other two guys called Crucifix and uh oh, what's the other? Oh, tsunami tsunami and crucifix so they yeah. were rapping yeah but they like at that time this was like the time where to be lyrical meant using really big words and um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, so like they're going like and i, and I remember so I'm, t- I'm talking to my wife as i'm listening to their verses and i'm like see that's the thing with me yeah i was always like they're gonna do that i'm gonna do something totally different i was always i would always be like nah fuck the big words my verse comes on and the first thing I say is fuck the big words. We just go, <laughs> like, oh my, like, there's no way I would have remembered I said that. But I know from who I am, like my thing is always, if everyone's saying blue, 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 I'm coming on, I'm saying red. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the way I always saw it was, I'm not the best rapper, but I'm going to be the one you remember. And that's yeah. always, that was always my thing. So, and I, I remember I tweeted, I was like, I'm the same MC. Like I've been doing this for 
for forever, but I'm exactly the same person who I was then. All I all I have now is an understanding of why I, why I do what I do. Yeah. Back then, I didn't even get it. I just it, it was it was almost like a subconscious thing, and it came with a little bit of insecurity as well. But at the same time, I just knew this was the there was there was a, a formula to people knowing who you were and people and used and at that time I knew standing out was the most important thing oh I'm yeah still the same no man yeah you've definitely got a a sound yeah yeah I, I really like um, I don't really know what it is that I really like but there's certain people when you come across it you just really like it you know there's yeah it, it like speaks to your soul and I'm not kissing your ass or anything like that but when I yeah when I've listened to some of your tracks and I'm just like yeah like that you know I can't tell you exactly what it is I like I think it might be the way that you bring stuff across I definitely like how you rap you know your technique and stuff like that and always been more for the sort of angry side of music as well so I think yeah. you know someone who's got something to say and it's, it's weird it's like um, what you just said there about big words and the, and the way you're doing stuff and, and it's the same I, I got I got to a point where I discovered that if you learned a technique to bring your words to the front of your mouth, so you made every syllable count when you were singing, if you could make people hear every single thing that you were saying whilst projecting over a microphone, yeah. you got a lot more interaction from an audience live because they could hear you. They could understand mm. what you were saying. So I started working. Once I got tone and once I got control of my vocal, I started working on projection, but projection with a softer voice, if that makes any sense. So it was mainly coming, yeah. So it was mainly coming from the front of the palate, from the front of the mouth. So that I mean, I'm not, I can't talk that well. I was born with a little bit of a speech impediment. I'm slightly deaf in my left ear, but when I sing, man, I've got clarity. You know, complete clarity. You'll understand everything I'm saying. It's just when I'm talking, you know, like I get stuck (laughs) on my words. Because my brain's going a lot quicker than what my mouth can. That's I'm terrible with timing, man. I could never be a rapper. It's hard <laughs> enough getting words out when I'm talking, let alone like learning. I tried to learn. I can't think what I tried to learn. Uh, a logic track. You know, I wanted to do like a rocky version of logic. Yeah. Uh, this logic song, and man, I just couldn't get it. Just couldn't fucking get it. And it's like I really like logic as well. I've got quite a lot of respect for logic. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like. I'd never, never really heard of him, and that's me. I'm just sort of into one thing, listen to one thing, and then I discover other stuff about five years after everybody else, and go, "Oh wow, this man's really good." <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's interesting what you say that about, um, I guess, enunciation, because there's certain rappers that I feel like they're um, the way they control, and I, I don't know, I, like, I don't know if if people even get it, but again, it might be a subconscious thing. Um, but me, I've never been. Like, I can listen to my tracks and be like, "Nah, that was a mistake. You didn't say that properly. You didn't pronounce that properly." Rear, rear, rear. And yeah, yeah. and I can do that. I've rappers as well. I listen to other rappers and be like, "Nah, that wasn't. That weren't right. You messed up there." And there's uh, like Drake is one rapper who and Eminem as well. Actually, you'll never hear a mistake. So mm. it's almost like it's almost clinical. Yeah. yeah so yeah. It, it, and I feel like that that does play a, a part in why they're so successful. Because you're oh, yeah. literally, and and I, I kind of think as well. Like obviously, they must be quite good at doing it. Um, I think uh, Kendrick Lamar as well. He's he's very good as well. But even with him, I've heard certain ones. I'm like, I would have done that. Not I would I would have done it differently. But yeah. that wasn't perfect. 
But with yeah. with with Drake, it's always just like there's no mistakes. There's no mistakes. There's no parts where you're like, oh, you broke that verse and you punched in there. Um, yeah. That syllable was off. The timing is always perfect, and I think that goes a long way. Cause especially when you hear him with other rappers, it really stands out even more because he cuts through. It, it's yeah. like, and and it, this doesn't. I know there's a lot of other levels to do with it. Um, the way his vocals are mixed as well. It, again, you're you're talking about. I know Eminem does this as well. He'll he'll if you do a track with him, he'll take his vocals and the beat and he'll mix it and master it and send it back to you because he knows exactly how he wants it to sound. Um, oh wow! And he and doesn't want to take any risk. And obviously, Eminem was trained by by Dr. Dre. So again, that's you know what I mean you know yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they're they they they're playing with they're they're alchemists they're they're wizards so they're doing other things and I feel like Drake is the same way like you're. There's certain there's certain little secrets that a lot of um, engineers and people that master music don't know all the way. Yeah, and it, it does. It makes a massive difference, man. I think what you've just said there um, about you know being wizards and, and alchemy, I, I totally mm. agree with you. You mm. can sit and I can listen to it, especially now NMM tracks, and just be like, that that is fucking amazing. You know, just. Yeah. Just the production on it is just—it's unreal. How he gets his vocal sounds, I'd love to sort of sit and you know watch how they record the vocal down and what they do with the vocal after they recorded it because yeah. there's some, yeah, man. Well, I I've mean, heard some like, people... little, I've heard bits and pieces of um, guys that have kind of worked in this in the same studio and they've said about how he records his verses where he'll, he'll have like um, seven seven verses, seven takes. So right. he, has, he has seven perfect takes and he won't stop until he has those seven perfect takes. And then they're, then they're out of those seven perfect takes, they're taking the best of the best of the best of the best kind of yeah, putting it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, like, there's a reason why I don't do that because um, a lot of stuff I do, the way I, the way I, the way I record, I don't write lyrics down. Um, and a lot of times, if I can, I want the first take to be the one that I go with. So yeah, it's super it's a lot it doesn't happen that often but i would prefer to be the first take every time um and even if there is a mistake i'm always like no nah, that's the character if i if i'm running out of breath i no nah, that's the character you can, if you can understand what i said me and me and um, my uh, my engineer we have a saying and it's just like yeah that'll do and that's literally how it's like can you can you understand it yeah all right cool that'll do let's move on and just for me there's the art is way more important than than it to be colouring in the lines. I don't mind if it goes over the lines because there's there's yeah. something else I want you to feel. I don't care if it's a hundred percent perfect. I don't care if I mispronounce certain words because I mispronounce certain words a lot. Yeah, and yeah, me most too. Of the time, I'm just like, nah, cool. It, it will, you you got what I was trying to say? All right, cool, run it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, and I do that as well. And it's sometimes you don't even realise you're doing it. I mean. It, I started this podcast about two weeks ago and I was I was talking to someone the other night and I noticed that instead of saying music, I was saying music. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realise that I say music, you know? It's, yeah. It's weird, it? yeah. And it's also <laughs> like, like for me, um, I have a random moment where I'm sort of sat there and I think, I'm going to cover that. I don't put a lot of energy into a cover. I do it from that moment, you know? Hmm. I won't put... I won't sit there and edit vocals or put effects on it. I'll do it exactly just in that moment and put it out. 
Yeah. You'll always get someone, you know, put it on Twitter or SoundCloud and you'll get someone saying, oh, it's a bit distorted or this, that, and it's like, yeah, man, I did it in like three seconds. I just, yeah. you know, there's no, there's nothing, it's a raw vocal. I just, yeah. it's a cover. I'm not putting like, you know, if it was something I was writing and I was putting attention to it and, and, and working on it, then, then it would be all right. But I'm quite, um, quite impatient by character, you know, yeah. Something like you were saying about one take. If I can one take anything, I'm happy with it. If I've, yeah. if I've got to spend like six hours on something, I'm like, man, no, I can't, you know, I can't be bothered. It, Do you know why though? Because I feel like if you're, if you're, a, um, it's that mix here. So there's always the the creative um, and the, the the business to do. All right. So yeah, I've always been a person that um, I I I hundred percent believe that success is ninety percent turning up. Right. So. Totally. With that in mind, huh? So you cutting up? Yeah, sorry, man. You're all right. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, I think my Wi-Fi is a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, mine is. Yeah, so, so, so for me, I'm always like, less the getting the job done is way more important than you telling me you're you're gonna do the job. The job has to be done. So. I go back um, something that illustrates the way I do what I do and why I do it the way I do it. So a couple of years ago, I went to Ireland to shoot a video um, with a whole bunch of there's a, a bunch of rappers, a lot, of, a lot of people on this track. They put a lot of money into this production, um, and they it was a, it was a, it was kind of a big big deal. They flew me out to do the video, and they they flew a couple of other people out to do the video. So yeah. while they're doing their video. I'm doing a, I'm doing my own video as well for another track that I did. So right. um, we broke th their video is like super massive, big budget or whatever. My video I've shot with my little Canon 550D, which I've literally got on the desk now, which I bought for a hundred and uh, made back. I don't know it's worth it's worth about hundred quid now. It's a piece of crap, but I <laughs> took that camera, shot my video, so edited it. It was done by the time I got back to the UK, back back to England, yeah, back to London. It yeah. was done. Their video must have taken, I don't know, a good two months to come out. In that time, my video got eighty thousand views, and then by the time their video came out, it didn't really do that. Didn't really do that well. But I felt like the reason why my video did so well is because I just had time. It's like just get the job done. Like things just have to be done. It they don't have to be perfect, but they have yeah. to be done. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, so to me, I'm always like. Things I have to be like ain't okay, cool. The vocals ain't all that, whatever. Even his EP, like the, the mix, I mixed it myself, and which I shouldn't do because I'm really crap at mixing. But yeah, I, I just am. wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a kid with a crayon. Like, I, I kind of know what I'm supposed to do, yeah. but it's yeah, it's it's definitely the blind leading the blind. But the fact of the matter is, just from that, a lot of things have come from that. I've had a lot, done a lot of articles. Um, even the little joke video I did, the coronavirus rap. Like that got like six thousand views on on YouTube, yeah, man. and and that's like now, six thousand views on YouTube is actually a big deal. So mm -hmm. it's just about just do the get the work done, man. Get the work done. Uh, that's fucking that's brilliant. That because I was just going to ask you about mixing and mastering. What your your views on mixing mixing and mastering were? Because I suck at I suck at it. Really do. I think um, for if if you're if it's like a official release. Then you, you, it's something you can't really, because it's a different skill. So it, it's a skill oh, in oh, itself. Yeah. 
So it's not really something you can you can learn if that's all you do, but it's really hard to mix your own music. Um, yeah. Unless you really know what you're doing, so last resort is my my engineer. So I'll I'll kind of give it a mix just to kind of you know get the levels right to what I kind of want it to sound like. Then I'll send it send it to him along with a reference to, to be like this is where I want it to sound. Most of the time the reference is is a Drake song because I always feel like his mixes are are just perfect. So I'll be like yeah hear that boom do that, um, and then he'll just work yeah. his magic and then that's how we we that's how we do it. Um, Again, but again, it, I, I feel like it's still way more important than to get it done than you waiting. So if you're in a situation where you're, um, you've got, you've, you you have to go and record. Obviously, I record at home, yeah? So it's very different. Yeah, I've got yeah. a cheap mic. I've got um, a Rode, uh, what is this? NT1A. Um, yeah. So I've got a cheap Rode mic. A, a mic that a lot, of, a lot of engineers love this mic, to be fair. But it is the cheapest of the cheap, and it's probably the best one you can get for this price. Yeah. So I'll record at home. If you're in a situation where you don't have a mic and you have to go and you have to go and uh, record somewhere else, then obviously you kind of got to weigh that up and be like, all right, cool, it's going to cost this amount of money to record a track every time. Um, but I would always say, if the the choice is buying your own equipment. Or spending a lot more money that's going to take you a lot, a lot, a longer time to save up for. I would always take the quicker option. Oh yeah, I agree. Because yeah. and and especially now with the way technology is, I've heard there's certain songs that I've heard that I've gone massive, and I'm listening to the mix. I'm like, nah, that that wasn't really that wasn't really good. But yeah. it doesn't even matter because it's like, who are you? A lot of people don't care, especially a lot of um music lovers the only people who care or who really go in about mixes are other <laughs> mix engineers yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the only people that sit yeah man so yeah, they're no, the only ones totally who sit right. around and go ah oh, no yeah <laughs> yeah that was yeah, yeah. yeah that was at 5 db and it should have been at 6 db or whatever yeah. you're like yeah, I've had that in, you're doing a collab with someone, you know, and someone sent it, I like to leave a bit of headroom, and I'm like, what the fuck's headroom? <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, yeah, I've got it, but, yeah, you're right, though, I mean, like, you go back and yeah. you listen, you go back and you listen to the kinks, man, they were recording on a four track in a fucking room, you know, like, with a, with a plate mic or something, and people strive for that sound oh how can i get it oh it's boxes it's orange amps it's this it's that it's like yeah. no it's cheap equipment man yeah cheap cheap equipment is where it was at that's they didn't care they just needed to record what they were producing and people are forgetting that mm. you've got to recreate what you put down live yeah? yeah yeah you put a million overdubs on your vocal you put fucking shit in there that you can't recreate live then for someone like me who's coming to watch that song yep. you know that i really like i'm gonna be like what that didn't yeah. sound anything like you did on the record yeah you know it's funny because i got sad so my, my obviously got my, my kids here and whatever so yesterday or day before yesterday um i had my daughter watching uh wu-tang videos i'm like this oh, is wow. what i was this is what i was listening to when i was your age i'm listening to like these Wu-Tang videos and first of all the video production itself is like absolute hell like some of the worst stuff is just stuff you would never do now like you could easily get a better better video on your on your Nokia phone um the mixes as well are just like they're just they're just really bad they're really yeah. bad mixes but for that music it's just, it's perfect it, it just works perfectly it's and 
it, and, and again, as a 13-year-old or as a 12-year-old, when I first heard that music, the last thing I was thinking of was how it was mixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even a factor. Yeah. And we, we just do, we, we spend so much time here going over mixes and masters for people to play it through their laptop speakers. Um, yeah. So it's like, well, what are we what are we really doing this for? Like, it's or on the phone, yeah. On yeah, so I, I think like if if you're, it, and I say all that yeah, and I, and I counter argument with that with there is a difference because the the last thing you want is having your song played in a club and it don't sound next to it don't sound good next to other artists like you. So yeah, if that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or or performing live, performing live, and your instrumental comes on. And it doesn't hit like the other music. Yeah. Me, yeah, that is important, but yeah. Are you there? Doing these shows, um, that's something. Yeah, man, you're breaking up a little bit. I think I might be losing you. Understanding that you you mentioned in that. I'll say. Yes, right. I got you. Got you again. I got you again. Yeah. Um. I was just saying that might not be important when you're coming up here, but just kind of knowing certain things is also going to help you. It's going to mitigate a lot of that. So even you saying about um, an artist hitting you up saying, oh, you got to make sure you've got the headroom, yeah? Mm-hmm. Just knowing that, once you know it, you know it. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, cool. I saw that. Or um, having your, your track playing in a in a club or live and it not doing what you wanted it to do, that's only going to happen happen to you once because the next time you're going to go, why why wasn't it, why weren't my stuff banging? And you're going to go, oh, because of the way it was mastered. And then you're yeah. going to just, figure out oh how how do i master it and it's also as well the process has changed so much so when i was when i first started making music to get your music mastered you had to go to a a sound engineer to get your music mastered yeah now there are people with programs there are programs are out there that you could just put you literally put your finished track through your mixed wav say i want it mastered for this boom you press a button and it does it yeah like um, lander yeah 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 so there we go so again it's just okay cool knowledge man figure out like what do you need to do and it's, it's I, I, obviously the industry it, it it makes its money by telling people all these things are super difficult to do when i first yeah. started doing music videos like a music video was like five grand to do a music video and it's like they were saying nah you need this you need that you need this i'm like nah let, watch this yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a camera so i just bought my own little camera i started doing my own videos because i, I was like nah i'm not paying the, the money you think it, sh- it should be. And, and again, for some people, yes, it's worth. If you're a bigger artist, you might need to spend that extra money. But it's really understanding where should you spend the money, really understanding where the money should be spent, rather than just going, a video should cost five grand. Should it? Yeah. On what? What are, we, what are we spending the five grand on? Because a lot of times, the five grand's going towards lunch for the crew. So maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe it's not Nando's. Maybe it's McDonald's instead. Like, so... <laughs> Yeah. yeah man no no that's good to hear yeah because obviously i've never been in a position where i've had people doing a music video for me so you know like that's good to hear because you think like five grand sounds cheap compared to what you know like what you see what you expect it to cost you know when you're watching these fantastic videos on mtv and blah 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 and blah 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 it's the five grand you think oh yeah i could do that but like you said that's just buying people lunch and whatnot and you know, I've watched, mm. I've watched, I've watched some of your videos, and I think, you've, I think you've put them well together, man. They're well, you know, they're good. Yeah, and like all my, like, I don't spend nothing. The most I spent for a video is about a grand. Um, mm. That was the, the, um, and that was for all jokes aside. 
and yeah. most of that was on costume, um, makeup, uh, and petrol. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, we had to we had to buy some other equipment, but again, that that equipment's been used and, and paid for itself. Um, and, and another thing as well, like people people say things yeah so you'll say like oh um you want to shoot a, a music video and let's say let's let's say the number is five grand yeah yeah and it a lot of people have in their heads okay videos cost way more than that and five grand is not a lot for a music video but five grand is a lot for an independent artist because yeah if if, if someone said to me now oh listen actually actually no no no, i don't have to say that that actually happened to me recently so recently um my cousin who runs a production company said um i've got uh i've got all this equipment we've shot we're shooting a video which is going to be done on the thursday we've got the we've got the equipment till the monday so basically we've got four days of 150 grand's worth of equipment that we can use all you have to pay for is the insurance which is five grand everything else will be dealt with so i was like that's actually cold I, but I, I didn't have that um, I didn't have a track that was ready to go at the time so I was just like oh do you know what I can't really I can't really do that so I was passing it on to other people and everyone was saying to me yo do you know what um, for a label yeah they could they can give you the five grand because obviously they're working but for an independent artist where the money's coming out of your pocket five grand is still five grand yeah yeah so it and, and not even that a grand is still a grand like like Mike Skinner said a grand don't come for free so you always kind yeah. of you always need to figure out like where is a lot of numbers we throw around they don't come from us they come from the industry these industry standards and we talk about things in industry standard ways um and it's 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 easy for a, a video director who's always been working in the industry who's worked for a bigger artist to say to you a video under 10 grand ain't really work. i'm not i'm not really gonna do it that's fine for them to say because the money comes from the label but for it yeah for a, when the money's coming at your own pocket like that money's a lot man you're talking about for some people you're talking about a couple of months wages for one oh, video God, yeah and and remember you never get anything back from a video like a video is never making you, you 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 might get opportunities that come back and you might make some money from that but as far as the video itself there's way more there's there's so if, if i was to say to somebody where, where you are where should you invest your five grand yeah None of that's going into a video. I might say, all right, cool, put a grand in the video. If you've got five grand, put a grand into the video, put four grand into into promoting a, a, the link where people are streaming or buying your music and merchandise because that's that's the, you're talking about rate of return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. No, yeah. Makes sense. Never thought of like, I never ever thought about a video not actually making you profit because it never. doesn't, does it? Yeah. No. Never, never. Like you, don't, you, you get nothing back. You might get someone go, oh, I saw your video. Um, we got a show. You might get it from there, but at the same time, you're <laughs> you, the most times like the most times you get um, people saying those kind of things comes from PR. From PR, they yeah. saw you in a magazine, they yeah. saw you on a show, they heard you on a podcast. That's where you're getting those kind of opportunities from. So, yeah. video, videos again. P- people forget what what was the original reason for a video. The original reason for the video was to promote the music. Yeah. Um, so the music will always be. Well, it used to be the most important part. Yeah. Music doesn't music doesn't make money like that anymore. So then you kind of figure out right what are the two ways I make money for music. The number one way, re, the, you can flip these back and forth. But I say the number one way is merchandise. I will say merchandise makes you the most money. 
Um, and I and I kind of put hard copies in that as well. So c- music sells for hard copies for vinyl CD. And the oh, second is definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then the second is your shows. It kind of switches around depending on how big a bigger artist you are. If you're talking about um, artists who's getting 10, 20 grand a show, then it's it's slightly different. But at the same time, an artist who's getting 10, 20 grand a show is selling way more merchandise anyway. So to me, merchandise is is always way more important. I, I kind of see music as a loss leader. So mm. the music is really just the advert. Like, to, yeah, here I am, guys. This is what I do. Um, if you want to support what I do, then there's merchandise here as well for you. And that's really how you eat. That's how I feed my family. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Are you missing Before Me Live then? Um, nah, not really. I don't like, I um talking about anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never really realized it was anxiety about performing because I, because I don't get nervous. So I never yeah. get nervous performing, but there's always that little bit of, oh, like, it, mm. and, and that comes from being a control freak and having to have everything the way I want it to be. Yeah, man. Um, so I'm not, I, I stopped doing shows actually. So the last, the, I've done a few shows. I did a few shows last year and I think I did like what, maybe two before. But again, they were like favors for promoters who I know yeah. um, and who are going to pay me what I what I ask for. The normal club shows, those, those kind of things, I've always said, I've said no to those for probably the last maybe three or four years because yeah. they're just not really worth my time and I don't like the environment. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a party person. Yeah, yeah. Got so wh- one of the stipulations I have um, when I do perform is I always want to perform before midnight. So a lot of, a lot of a lot of a lot of promoters don't like that because if they're paying you headline money to be the headline act they want you on literally the last thing people people have to have so they yep. want it they want you on at two in the morning yeah and it make it makes sense um theoretically but practically it doesn't work that way because what happens is people get to the club around 10 11 because people yeah. are kind of just wired to get to clubs at that time if they're going to see a performance they start drinking by the time they hit midnight, they're already pretty much out of it. Yeah, they don't yeah. know what's going on. So then by the time you get two in the morning, you've got the hard cause there, but everyone else has been like, found something else better to do. So a yeah. lot of times I'd find myself being a headline in the show and have less of a crowd than I would have had if I had been on at half 11. So yeah, yeah. then what I started doing was, nope. I, I tell everybody I'm on before midnight, man. Get everybody there, do my thing. Um, and you get home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you know how good it is getting home at like, even even if you get home at like one in the morning, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, it's amazing yeah. rather than getting home at five in the morning and having to even be productive the next day. So yeah, but the my, worst thing, sorry, the worst thing about getting home at five in the morning is you're not just going to get changed and get into bed because you've got to wind down. You've yeah. got to fucking come down from what you've just done. Yeah. You know because you built up all day to this this performance, haven't you? Like. Yeah. You, like you were saying, it's not anxiety, but in the back of your mind, you, it's like going to war for an hour, isn't it? You're yeah. going to fight. It's just having a fight. In, and you've got all that adrenaline and everything pumping through your veins. You go do it, you, your adrenaline fucking comes out, but then you've got to come down from that. Yeah. You've got to let yourself fucking regulate before you can go to sleep. And then, like you yeah. say, you've got to get up the next day and fucking continue like normal. Well, it's, cra- it's crazy, man. But see, my, like, my perfect... Um, my perfect situation or the way I will be doing shows going forward um, yeah. if we ever if we ever get out of this lockdown um, would be so it's, it's more done in a, in a concert um, in a concert format yeah yeah so 
doors open seven mm-hmm. um dj dj on setting the mood till eight first act is on at eight o'clock um and you might have maybe two acts doing two half hour sets yeah. i'm on at night i'm on at nine o'clock and i'm done by by 10 10 30. yeah to me that's how it should go like I, 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 and and I, I never want it. I never want to be. I never want it to be um, a club scene where I'm a name on a flyer. Right. I don't want to do it like that. I want it to be you come through this door only if you want to see me. So you pay tickets to come in to see me. So because uh, I would rather have fifty people that have come to see me yeah. than be in front of five hundred people who don't know who I am. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't it doesn't sit right with me and, I, and it's I, i've done it for so long as well like oh i did it for so long and i and you do you like you do gain fans and you know slowly mm-hmm. but the shows i've done where it's been like no this is a headline show this is a headline concert the response has just been so much better and also what you find is when you when someone buys a ticket to come and see you they yeah. never really just buy one they buy a two because they got to come with someone else, and then yeah, yeah. the environment. Yeah, so the the environment as well in which you um the environment in which you uh, receive the music has a, a a massive effect on how you perceive the music. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching somebody perform in front of fifty people who know the lyrics for his songs and are really feeling the music you just you're like what who i, I ain't never heard of this guy I've, I've been in a situation where i've gone to a show um i love live used to do this thing in camden i've gone to a show and i've seen this guy come on stage i've never heard of this guy before and he's come on stage and everyone's just gone crazy i'm like who the hell is this guy and he's just come on <laughs> and he's killed it and i'm like nah this guy is nuts and yeah. it's like the vibe was just there i've never heard the songs before but yeah and i've never heard this guy after i've never seen him after like um I can't remember his name. Uh, is it Tiny? But he 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 just killed it. I was just like, this guy is amazing. Yeah. And I've like I've never seen him. Um, he hasn't done much after that. And he's not. He's a he's a he's a small independent artist. But for me, I saw him as a superstar that night. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Again, it's just the like the government man controlling the narrative, man <laughs> controlling the environment. <laughs> no, I agree with you. It's weird as well, isn't it? Because like years ago, I can't think. Oh, I went to Norwich. We were playing in a band. We were playing somewhere in Norwich called the Waterfront or somewhere like that. It was like a, it was like a university, and it was, it had its own sort of auditorium where gigs, you know, famous bands and shit played. Yeah. We were on the bill with some sort of relatively well underground known bands. Mm. I saw this band come on, and fucking everyone went mental. I mean, literally like three thousand people appeared from nowhere, <laughs> you know, and I. I <laughs> I was like, oh man, these are amazing. And I sort of checked out their albums and not one song that they played that night live was on any of these six albums, you know? That's like crazy. the stuff that, yeah, the stuff that I liked, I was like, no, that's not it. That's not it. And I sort of <laughs> sat through it. But yeah, you're totally right. I mean, on, and on a different, on a different realm to like what you've been doing, I was in a, a touring duo for like 15 years around Yorkshire and it was like Clubland, you know, like working yeah. men's clubs. Yeah. And although, like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go against gigging live because yeah. I've made a fair, a fair whack, good money out of doing it. Yeah. But people really think, you know, that you want to be on all night, that you love singing so much that you just want to 
be there all night because yeah. we we did somewhere in Newcastle and a guy came up and he went, "Oh, you want to get yourself up the road? They let you sing all night up there." And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, because that's what I want to do, mate. I want to go up there and I want to sing all night." <laughs> You know, no, I want to sing for as little time as possible for as much money as I can make so I can go exactly. back home. Yeah. Exactly, man. I think, like, I, I always feel like artists, what happens is when you first come into the game, you, you take what you're given. Yeah. And as you mature, you, you, you figure out, nah, you know what? I'm in control of all of this. And there's, obviously, you have to get to a certain position where you can afford to take a pay cut. Yeah. to um because you've got to, sometimes you've got to take that step back so I've, I've had to turn down so many shows that it's kind of put me in a position where i don't get booked for as many shows anymore like like obviously i'd say no anyway but i i noticed over the last few years i'm not getting people hit me up as much as they used to because they know what i'm gonna say or, or they know what i'm gonna charge um yeah. so it is a step back in a way because what i could be doing if i wanted to is what i was doing before was do 50, 50 odd shows a year for 200 quid or 250 quid or whatever yeah. which is like it adds up you know what I mean it's alright it's cool and then obviously yeah. you can sell your merch but at the same time it just it puts me in I don't know man it just puts me in a bad place I never feel I'm just not happy with it I'm just not happy with it it's like yeah, to no, me no. the money ain't I don't care it's like I can make money if, if money's if, if, if we're just here about the money then I quit music because I can make way more money not doing music yeah. but if I'm if I'm here to try and build a legacy and I'm trying to build a catalog, I'm trying to build all these things around music. The foundations have to be done right. It's got to look a certain way. It has to feel a certain way, and it has to be um, something that I can maintain. It has to be sustainable. Yeah. And to me, that way of doing things isn't sustainable. And what it, all it does as well is it puts you in a position that you could be doing the same circuit. You could be doing the UK Europe circuit. Yeah. Um, for, for five, six, seven, eight, I've known people been doing it for almost a decade, yeah. Where you're doing your UK shows for five hundred pound a show, you're doing your out of country shows for a grand a show, and that's what you're get. Like you started doing that, and you're still doing that ten years later. So there's yeah. been no growth. So it's, it's like, well, what's, I don't want to do that. I want to. Yeah. So it's like, nah, okay, because you, now you're looking at it like it's just a job. It's just a wage. Yeah. I, I, again everything has to it's a career and it's an investment i don't want to be the person who's getting a, getting a check at the end of the night i want to be the person who's writing the checks at the end of the night i want to be paying my my for my, my sound people my visual people the djs the support acts the security and paying the, the 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 tour manager all that like boom i'm paying everybody and we're all eating and we're we're building yeah we only got 50 people tonight but then the next month we got 100 the month after that we got 200 we did a we did a, a end of tour show. We got a thousand people. Like I've I've seen yeah. it. I've seen people do that. I saw uh, Rag and Bowman when he first put um first time he did um Scala, and see oh, a yeah. thousand people. That was his big at the time. A thousand people was his biggest show. Sold out show. And I remember just looking like, this is the level I want to get to. Like yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah man. He's something else though, isn't he? Rag and Bowman. Crazy. Like what generational. A voice. You know, generational talent, man. Generational I mean, talent. I do, uh, I do a cover version of Human and Wolves, and yeah, yeah, love those songs. yeah. I, I fucking love singing his stuff, though. You know, yeah. just, just passion, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, guy, yeah, as well, man. proper, good, proper yeah. good guy. Seems it, I've, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You met him like person to person, have you? 
Yeah, I've known him before he was like big. So I've known oh, wow. him for a, a, quite a while. To be fair, he's from Brighton, um, yeah. and I've got a lot of I've got a lot of connects in Brighton. Um, so yeah, man, he's a good. He's, it's funny. I put on this thing on Twitter the other day, and they were like, it was um, ten people that I've supported. Yeah, um, yeah. So one's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the lie, the lie was Wagon Bowman because I didn't support him. He supported me. So wow. it's like. Yeah, man, I, 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 we've been we've been going back and forth for a while. I shot um, done some videos for him. He's tour some tour videos before he was like super massive. Wow. Um, but he's uh, yeah, he's he's a good guy, man. He um, a couple of months ago, he uh, got his whole all the all the people that tour with him and some of his friends got them all booked a private jet, took them all on holiday, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah there's guy. some good people in the world, isn't there? There is some good people yeah. in the world. Hundred percent. What you were saying about uh, um, maybe the future of, of live performance now, maybe mm. maybe a virtual performance. You know, if we if yeah, it might it might be years, man, before we can get back into festivals and and being gram, you know, uh, packed together like sardines somewhere. Yeah. So it might all work out. You might you know you there might be a somewhere that you can look into creating something where you can sell, you know, your self online for for these people who want to see genesis elijah you know and they'll yeah. they'll it can only be um streamed to them yeah. you know like a like yeah. a boxing match but it's yeah. if they've paid for your pay-per-view it goes to them then you do this like live performance but on that performance you'd have your digital support acts or whatever yeah. and, you know you do it from your household or wherever you know your studio wherever you're doing it from and yeah man i think it's yeah Definitely, this literally had that phone call. We had, I had a phone call yesterday with um, my management, and it was that's literally our our conversation was like everyone's trying to figure out how do we what's the this if this is the new normal. We've had our we've had our fun with it. Where where's where's the money coming from? And yeah. I feel that's like the next the next step. So a lot of artists are doing the live performances on Instagram. Yeah, but again, you're doing it for no money. Um, so it's really trying to figure out where where does the, where's the this there's 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 wait there's something in there and it's really obvious but no one's seen it yet yeah um, but yeah it's, it will get it will get sorted out very soon someone's gonna someone's gonna do it someone's gonna put the infrastructure together and that's really gonna gonna change the change the change the game yeah um, but yeah we're just we're just trying to figure it out man I think one of the the lucky or one of the good things is because I've every single Okay, so earlier I was listening to a um, podcast and they were talking to this um, singer called Kalani and she was saying because she is stuck in the house now, she's yeah. having to do everything herself. And so they're trying to figure out how to do the videos and all that, boom, boom, boom. And it's yeah. like, I'm at, I'm at an advantage because I've been doing this myself for the last, since 2012. So yeah. again, it's just like, I'm a well-old machine, man. It's like putting video, doing videos in my bedroom is nothing new to me I'd, I'd probably say at least five of my videos maybe even more have been done in this very room i'm sitting in right now right. and no one would even know it's just the way the way we film things so it's like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah man i was i was ready for this <laughs> you've been born ready for this yeah, yeah man <laughs> <laughs> no it's great to hear and it, I, one thing i wanted to go back on and i, I don't mean this disrespectfully as, a, as an artist because i don't i really don't listen to him but you've mentioned Drake a few times. Mm. Is is Drake the real deal then, for you? 
Like, is is what? Sorry, say that again. Is, is Drake the real deal for you? Like as a as an artist, he's yeah. he's yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Because I think like there's there's definitely different levels to what people do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's kind of he understands he understood he understood he needed a team. Yeah. So he got a team together. He also he um he understands his value as a pop star. Yeah. Um, and he also understands he's got his finger on the pulse, so he knows when when there's a new sound coming, there's something coming. Yeah. Um, and he and he to, to to kind of ride those ride those waves um, and to use that energy. And the last time we really saw that, and it was on a on a much smaller scale, yeah. as far as um, pop star status was Jay Z. Jay Z's the yeah. last person to really go. Oh, this guy's killing it. Let me jump on his track. Yeah. And it was yeah. it was it was it was it wasn't even the same. Whereas I think. Drake is, um, yeah, Drake. I, to me, to me, like Drake's my favorite artist because just the way he, the, just the way he, the way he carries himself, man. The way the like the, the professionalism and what yeah. he's done. You can chart what he's done from the beginning to the end, so you can yeah. see like from him as an actor, from him coming up with the the mixtapes, um, for him being in a like people forget as well, like. There was a time when Young Money was massive and Drake wasn't even the biggest on Young Money. Like it, yeah. it was it was Wayne, then it was Nicky, then it was Drake. And yeah. just understanding, yo, consistency wins, man. Consistency yeah, 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 yeah. with quality. When you put those two things together, um, with your output, you it's it's a it's a winning formula. And yeah. also as well, just understanding that not everybody can not everybody can do that. Not everybody can have that consistency. Like making it make it being a one hit wonder. Like, yep. that's a if you if you can be a one hit wonder that's a blessing if you can get one hit oh yeah like, you're 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 good but for you to continually drop hits um and continually to be able to get people to engage with your content yeah to me is yeah it's definitely it's 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 crazy man and it's something we haven't really we haven't seen and it's it's funny to me as well to think that there, there's going to be a time where Drake's not going to be the top dog anymore and there'll be somebody else and. Yeah. At this time, it's almost impossible to see. It will happen. It always happens. Mm-hmm. But it's it's yeah, man. It's 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 what he's done has been has been mad. It's it's good to hear from someone that I respect musically as well, because obviously I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not into sort of that type of music. It's not yeah. something that I would. And and I've heard my daughter doing sort of TikToks to certain songs or whatever, mm. you know, and I'm like. I can hear that the guy is is talented, but you know, I just wanted to ask outright to someone who respect yeah. he clearly respect the the artist, you know, if he was as good as the as the say so. Because sometimes you can come across people that are, you know, uh, 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 fan wise mm. respected on a level where you just can't get it, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah, you just think what really? And, yeah, yeah, but to hear you say that about someone is like it's made me think yeah i need to look into this you know I need but to- you know what this is this is the thing yeah this is the thing so you're always gonna have yeah there's certain um pop stars that are gonna pop up and people are, uh, will go crazy over them because they're pop stars yeah but for the most part these are the one hit two hit wonders so you look at someone like uh little nas x yeah old town road yeah that's that's yeah, the big yeah. track right but um, if you look at it again, take all all the look at it just objectively about the song. Just look at the song. Yeah. Look at the lyrics. Look at the production. Production's nice, cool. It's catchy, but it's not a good song. 
Like, it's a good song yeah, as far as it's it catchy, yeah. but it's not, yeah, exactly. It's not a good song. So then you're like, where's the substance? So, yeah. and, and that's the bit that not a, lot, not a lot of people have. So if you go back and you look at Eminem, yeah, so Eminem will drop Hi, My Name Is, and it's funny, it's, it's a novelty song. Yeah. But then on the same album, he's he's got um he has got uh why is it I can't remember the song um Stan right oh yeah 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 right so you got you got you got um even with even objectively you can't say you can never say uh nah Eminem's rubbish you can say you don't like him I don't no, I don't like his music cool cool, cool. but technically. Yeah. He was a master at what he did, and also oh, yeah. his his music had um, had character, and it was at authenticity, yes. and it also had it just had feeling. So, uh, yeah. the only thing that people can really um, hit Drake for and say that Drake hasn't got is authenticity. But again, that's like it's a it's a personal thing. It's a it's, it's a lot of a lot of times it's because what we we kind of have this this mad thing that goes on in our heads where we feel like we know we know people that we don't really know. Yeah. So. And, and again, that's kind of it's coloured. So it, it's it's Drake bashing has kind of been a cool thing because yeah. he's been he's been on top for so long. Yeah. So it's like you know what I mean. You're gonna you, you're gonna have that. You're gonna you're gonna have to have that. Like no one could be at the top for that long without getting your getting your your hit your your licks from from other people. But yeah, the, if you if you look at it and, and you go, nah, do you know what? Like, dude, he really is. He's the real deal, man. He's just talent wise, he's sick. And it's funny because. A lot of people who don't like him have their, their favorite artist, and their favorite artist is a big fan of him. And I've had this so many times. People say to me, "Who's your favorite artist?" I'll be like, "Drake." Nah, man, how can you like Drake, man? Nah, you're <laughs> better than Drake. You're way better than Drake. Okay, you might think that, but trust me, I'm not because there's certain things that he's doing that you're not catching. All it is is that I'm resonating with you a lot more because you just feel a lot closer to me. We we can engage and we can we can talk and you feel like you know me a bit better and you also you feel you relate to me a bit better. But yeah, yeah. That's as far as it goes, man. It's 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 crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. I mean, for me, like one of my favourite acts is Slipknot. I don't know if you, yeah. you know Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I've I've been with Slipknot since I was a boy. You know, I'm 41 years old now. I was there when they came out. I'm still there now. Yeah. And. And, you know, people can say, oh, what is it you like about them? It's not all the screaming and the shouting. A, they're fantastic musicians. Solely and collectively, they are all at the top of their game. You know, like drummers, guitarists. And Corey Taylor as a vocalist is, is A, he's funny. He's a nice guy. And B, he can pretty much do anything vocally. He can sing as well. But it was it was weird. Like, me and my daughter, she's like 18 years old and she should be into all these boy bands and whatever and she loves she loves a Slipknot and, you know, Corn and all this sort of... She likes yeah. all, you know, Ollie Murs and all that, which yeah. I just don't... I don't see Ollie Murs <laughs> as an artist, you know, but... <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> but anyway, she likes all that as well, but... So my wife is like... She likes a couple of Slipknot songs. Yeah. Anyway, sometimes on a weekend we have a drink together and we watch, like, YouTube and put some music on or... Uh, last weekend, we were watching the Beastie Boys story, which was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, anyway, um, I accidentally put Corey Taylor unplugged uh, in London on. You know, just him and an acoustic guitar. Yeah. My God. That bloke transposed what he does with, with Slipknot yeah. into, like, soft acoustic songs. And 
and she was just like, this is amazing. You know, what yeah. what an artist. And that's, I think that's the point where you get to where like people are like, oh, that's shit, that's shit. It's like, no, it's not shit. You just don't understand that music. You don't like yeah. that music. You need to be able to say, I don't like that artist, not that artist is shit. And that's why I was trying to say to you then in the most respectful mm. way that I could, I don't know Drake. I don't yeah. listen to yeah. Drake. I've just heard like bits and bats, you know, like God, is it God sent? And, and then... Uh, oh, God's plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah God's plan, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then you know, I think, stuff like that. I, I think as well, yeah, there's certain, um, there's an element. So me and you, yeah, we're similar age, yeah? yeah. So there's also an element of certain music isn't made for us. No. Like, it's just not, it's just not for us. So for me as well, because, because, because I, um, I just, I love music. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, um, I'll, like you mentioned is Slipknot. I've never really listened to Slipknot properly. I've heard a few songs and stuff, yeah. but because, it, because it's now you've, it's, it's, you kind of put my interest. I'm, I'm going to go and listen because, and I'm always going to listen to try and find like, now nah, what's the bit that I like? Yeah. Where's, where's the bit that I, that I'm, that I'm getting? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I feel that. like, I yeah. And but I feel like that's that's like a there's there's a massive difference between someone who's a um, they're in it for the celeb and the hype and and music lovers. Music yeah. lovers treat music very differently. Oh yeah, and, and and that's why we we consume music music differently. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. we're never gonna be like we're not the. It's it's funny because music lovers aren't the main consumers of music. No. No, you're right. And that's where you get the problem because, yeah, like the fans, the fans are going to be from all over the place. And, and again, it's, you're not, they're not looking at, they're, they're not really checking the music in it yeah. the way it yeah. should be checked. They're just going because they love this artist. They like yeah. the character that this person is. The and way he like, looks. Yeah, yeah, man. So that's yeah, the problem. Man. So it's, it's, um, it's a it's a funny thing, and you see you see it from a young age as well. Yeah, like my my daughters, they're like what sixteen and eleven, and they start yeah. listening to certain music because yeah. just because everyone like, else does. There we go. Yeah, everyone's a Man United supporter, aren't they? There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, yeah, and it's it's weird because like what you were saying then, I'm gonna have to check Drake out now. You know what I mean? Because like because of what you said, I've like I've got a bit of a a feeling now that I need to do this. You know, like if you can. You can find that uh, that aspect in his music. Then what yeah. am I? What am I missing? You know, yeah. why why aren't I listening to this? And it, and and when we were talking about Slipknot as well, and I think you being what you were saying earlier about um, you know, like uh, sort of lyrics and how they bring stuff together and how you put a point across. Yeah, I think and and the technique involved. I think you'll really respect what Corey Taylor does as a, as a vocalist. Because no. even though it's kind of fresh, kind of vocal, he's rapping. He's he's using quite intellectual words, and he's certainly mm. got a story to tell, you know. And I am biased, but I'm also going to say to you know, in there, there are there is some songs where even I'm like, man, that's too heavy for me. You know, it's just yeah. that's that's noise to yeah. me. That's but that's age as well, isn't it? I think you get to a point where you're like, yeah, no, I can't listen to that. I'm just going to bring up one thing, and I cool, don't know cool. if you're a, I don't know if you're a fan, but he's 17, man. Uh, nah, nah, because like they just came out at a different time for me, man. Because uh, when E17 came out, I was kind of really into my Wu Tang and yeah, I was yeah, yeah. into I was real deep into hip hop. So there was a time um, around that time as a teenager, I didn't listen to any other music other than hip hop, other than rap. Yeah. 
like that was it so there's 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 so many um acts that i've kind of gone back to and been like yeah okay and there's certain things you hear like again there's certain songs that you can play from them that i'd be like yeah okay yeah i remember that i remember hearing that and um obviously i know brian harvey is and all that kind of stuff but there's um yeah there's a lot of a lot of music that just went over my head like pop it, yeah. it wasn't until i got with my missus and yeah. this so this was i'm like what 21 at the time or 20 yeah. and i'm going into clubs and going oh wait there's other places where they play other music other than hip-hop that's weird like so this is where you hear like pop music and stuff okay yeah, right yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that's where you hear it but because i would yeah. i would never be in those places i was literally only in my own bubble so pop yeah. music was was not a not a thing for me so i missed out on a lot of a lot of music that i had to go back yeah. to even like spice girls like, never really heard of their, their music had to no, go back and yeah. hear certain things and be like oh, okay this is what everyone was going on about at the time but yeah I think the weird thing with Spice Girls is it's like I'd, I'm the same as you. I didn't really know anything, but when I did look back, their production, just the production of the songs, yeah. is, is is fantastic. Yeah, you, listen to, you listen to some of the unlay, uh, underlying tracks and harmonies and mm. build up is brilliant. I didn't like the music; it's not no. really for me. But the, the, I can respect the um, the build up of the tracks. What I was going to say about E17 is I didn't like the commercial E17. I was too young, maybe I was and male you know too young yeah, yeah, male yeah. to really like all the you know uh, the the early day songs what i do think i do think that brian harvey is one of the most um unrespected voices of of soul i think before so, he yeah before he lost his shit and you know he run over his own head falling out yeah. of a land rover <laughs> yeah how you do that but <laughs> yeah man, that, that guy's voice is is fucking amazing yeah yeah but that's the thing though i think i think a lot of talent gets lost in the pop world man there's yeah. a lot of um a lot of talented guys that are stuck in in the pop world again Good, your yeah. your your um your fans aren't music lovers they're just fans of the the vibe and the the hype so yeah. you're, you're kind of not respected in the way you really should be respected I, I, that probably happens to a lot a lot of people especially on the production side as well yeah Right, yeah, so. I watched that Rocket Man, and it was like fucking well weird to see. I knew I knew Elton John was a wild child, you know. I knew he was a wild card, but just watching the story and how he was sort of used and abused within the music industry was just—it was just unreal. It was mm. just fucking like what, you know? Like, and and now watching these documentaries where you see all these groups that have. Uh, I watched this. Um, I weren't really an NSYNC fan, but I watched the documentary on NSYNC, and it was showing just how ripped off they were, you know. By, by the people that they were working yep. for. They, they were doing all these fucking shows and rehearsing all the time and it had been like 10 years and he paid them like 10 grand a pop. And even with that Beastie yep. Boys that I was watching the other night, Rick Rick Rubin and uh, can't think of who the other guy was out of Def Jam Recordings. And it was like, they just fucking totally, totally ripped them off. You know, like, told them they were in breach of contract because they hadn't brought a second part out to uh, fight for your right to party. You know, we want to fight. For your right yeah, yeah. yeah and it was just like all of a sudden they were 22 years old mm. and broke you know they'd, they'd yeah. been touring they had some of the bit i fucking love the beastie boys and i didn't as a, as you know up to about three years ago four years ago i didn't couldn't stand the yeah. music i was just like i don't get it i don't get it and now i'm like i get it <laughs> yeah that, i think that will happen though i was when i was younger like i never liked bob marley um yeah it was yeah. just like a it was kind of like a for me reggae music was like that's what my parents listen to, isn't it? That's like, it's yeah. just not, that's nothing, nothing I was really into. And it wasn't until, 
even and even like even I did like some reggae music, but I was never like a Bob Marley fan. I was always just like, nah, it's like, it's like too commercial. And it yeah. wasn't until I was like in my like I guess twenties and I would start listening back to certain things and be like, nah, man, like yeah, he's he, he's cold. He's it's something you, you definitely can relate to. Yeah. But man. um, as far as like as far as artists getting getting jerked by the labels, I feel like that was that was just normal back in the day. Yeah. That's just how the game was built. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what puts a lot of people off as well, though. It put, like, especially me coming up, I was always like, nah, independent, independent. And, and to my detriment, um, for the most part, I would say, um, because what a lot of people forget is uh, 100% of nothing is nothing. So you can be independent as much as you want, but if, if, if someone's offering you a deal and they're taking 80%, but there's there's money involved then you're gonna yeah. you know what i mean you're gonna have, you're gonna get some money yeah, yeah um yeah. so yeah i, I think it, it kind of it kind of cut uh flipped me or i don't know it, it soured me to the game so i was always super wary and even to this day i'm not there's there's no i, I guess I, I guess everyone has their, their number but for the most part there's not much you could offer me that i would sign to because i understand the importance of um, the importance of my 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 uh, the ownership of my masters, man. Self preservation, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a weird experience um, just before Christmas. Believe it or not, uh, I've been sort of releasing a few tracks here and there and everywhere on on Twitter and other uh, Spotify, you know, some other social sites, Instagram, yeah. and um, there's a record company that I, I can't remember the name now record i didn't know the name i didn't know this record company but all the bands on this record company i really respect okay right and what was weird was this it was obviously a scam but what was weird was these people who were scamming me somehow used the one record company that i would love to have been signed to yeah smart Not only did they fucking scam me, they sent me an actual like record deal, you know, with all the name of this company on it. It was like a 15-page record deal, all Bro. legal fucking terms, man. And it it took the most inner strength of my soul to sit there and say, "Don't sign it. It's yeah. bullshit. It's bullshit." So I started like messaging this dude that was like, you know, I watched him on YouTube and it was everything. I was like messaging back and I'm like. Can you just tell me this? Can you tell me this? Can you tell me yeah. this? It was one message. And he was like, man, you're doing my head in. If you don't want the fucking deal, don't take it. And honest. I'm like, yeah, you've just fucking sold yourself out to be yeah, a scam- yeah, yeah. scammer there, man. You know, but oh, man, I even printed it off and showed it to my wife. I'm like, yeah. what What do you think to that? And she was like, it looks real. It looks real. Yeah. You know, how many people have been caught with that shit? All they wanted was, they wanted, they were like, we need your bank details so we can put a hundred and something grand in your bank now until we can get you over to the States to talk to you. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm an intelligent dude, but there was a part of me that was like, mm. yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm going to send, send in my bank details and everything. And then I was like, no, wake up, Scott, wake yeah, up. It's, it's crazy, man. I'm, I, hate, I hate scammers. But you've had, there's like, even some of the ones that aren't scammers, some of the deals, they might as well be scammers. Um, yeah. Kind of the kind of deals that they, they offer you and especially when you're young as well like you're we're, we're adults here but when i was younger being offered like even being offered 10 grand was like yeah. crazy and it's yeah, something yeah. That a lot of people would be like yeah cool and I, and I know people that took took deals for like 10 grand that got um they 
got like got blackboard couldn't put out music um yeah. and i know people that have been that have gone through the the whole um uh what's it called x factor all that business yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and trying to fight um a non-compete clause that like their contracts and that's not even for any money like you didn't even get any money from it like you might have got like you might have got a little bit of um travel money to do some of the shows yeah and then as soon as you're finished like you can't even make music anymore yeah like your career's done and it's seeing there's um an uh a singer called rachel what's her name rachel Hyatt, i think so she was on one series x factor she did really well yeah um she was amazing didn't make it um got kicked off then tried to kind yeah. of like do her own solo thing they came for her and like she and she was amazing like she put out she tried to put out a single they blocked it and it's just like then it just i feel like as an as an artist mm-hmm. they're just they're just crushing your dream man it, it, it yeah. sours you to the game and even from li- like there's so many little things i've been involved in that have kind of made me be like yeah nah man this is this is too hard so that kind of yeah. thing is going to kill you that that was your dream everyone's talking about you you're getting hundreds of thousands of views on youtube and yeah, then you yeah. go to do your own thing and then you can't do it i've got very good friends who are in a group called raksu um who won it like they won the x factor yeah did really well was killing it um then got dropped by the label and like now they they're doing okay but they're having to fight to really make things work and and yeah. Not only did they do everything right, they did everything right while they were signed, and while they while they've um while they're not signed now, they're still doing everything right do, and yeah. really doing the work. But still, it's a, it's an uphill it's an uphill challenge, man. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. It's weird. It's weird, man. I was like, I'd never do anything like that. I'd never do anything like that. My daughter and my wife about three years ago put me through for Voice, okay. and uh, sent an audition through. And they wrote back, you know, blah, blah, blah. I knew nothing about it. I went to like a local a local interview thing mm. nearby. And, you know, ITV were there and everything, blah, blah, blah. Got straight through to Manchester. Took you into a room with like 15 people. You sing about 15 seconds of a song, which was Rag and Bone Man. I sang... Um, oh, fucking skin. Yeah, sang a bit, yeah, sang a bit of Skin. I'd been gigging the night before, so I was rough as fuck. So it was all right. <laughs> It worked for my benefit. And they were like, yeah, 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 come through, come through. Went through to this other room in Manchester and I did like five songs for them. I did some opera and everything like that. And this woman was like, the, the problem with you, Scott, is, is that there's so many categories. We don't know where to put you and all this and blah, blah, mm. blah. We'll be in touch. They messed me around for about a month and a half because of Kid's Voice had just launched. That's how long right, ago okay. it was. And it was like, oh, we're a bit set back and it was all blah, blah, blah. And... And then, like, I took this job, you know, financially, financially, I needed to work. Yeah. I couldn't just sort of disappear to London for seven weeks while they were funding yeah. it and all this. And then they sent this fucking contract through, you know, for the live shows because it was I yep. made it through to the live rounds. And man, there was some really fucking <laughs> in-depth shit in there. It's and dark, I just, man. It's dark as fuck. <laughs> me and my wife talked it through, and I was like, I'm not signing that. I'm not doing it. I'm not nah. doing it. And we, I didn't do it. Didn't go. They offered me wild card. They fucking, you know, they were ringing up like constantly. Come, come, come. And I'm like, nah. Because there's not- no upside. There's no upside. Like, what's your? If you know what, as well, yeah. Like, I, I kind of get it, and I and I kind of don't, yeah. But if they would just give you your rights to your music, yeah. Yeah. And you're and you were allowed to keep your name. Yeah. You'd be fine. You'd be good. But like the fact that they they it's it's almost like, um, yeah. You can eat here. 
but mm-hmm. like you can't you can't take the food out of the building. It's yeah, like, well, why are you giving yeah. me the food in the first place? Like, if you let me take it outside, yeah. I can I can finish yeah, my meal. But yeah, it's it's really and, and to, bridges if I'm not allowed in it. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's crazy. And to me, I just feel like, especially as an artist, when you when you when you understand that your your name and credibility is everything to you, you've been able to capitalize off every opportunity yeah. you have is really what you need. If I can't capitalize off an opportunity, yeah. there's no point in me doing it. Like, why am I doing it? I'm it's it's building yeah. up. You're, it's building you up, but then. You're, yeah. yeah, man, I, and I've seen I've seen little labels do that, and it, like to me, yeah. it's just it's a it's a bitch move, man. It's just like, nah, yeah. like me, I for mean, me, from yeah, go on. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, I cut you off. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, just just even in the contract saying like you couldn't perform live while you're on the show, so you couldn't do any gigs anywhere. You know, even if you were just like filling in for someone or or a bit of karaoke or something. Yeah. And then then there was this bit where it said, you know, like it shows it on on TV. They're up there for like literally the song and they walk off. You know, if no one mm-hmm. turns around, it worked out about two hours, man. It was like yeah. if they didn't turn around. You want me to stand on stage in silence for, for 20 minutes while you defacing myself like that do you know what I mean I've got more respect I'm not yeah. standing there while you yeah. for 20 minutes while you don't talk to me you don't engage with me you know it was all these rules yeah. it was like you'd be taken to this this quiet room where someone will talk to you through a microphone about how you did and but no you'll come and talk to me face to face I'm a yeah. human being you yeah. know I'm, I'm, I'm basically standing in front of you naked going what do you think yeah. you know yeah, yeah. It? you know that's what you do when you sing when you give a bit of your soul it's like a broken mirror man someone yeah. you're a full pane of glass and someone smashes you and and you give a bit of a bit of glass to this person a bit, bit of glass to that person you're no longer a whole pane of glass you know yeah. i just found it really like we'll watch you and we'll pull you apart and maybe we'll turn and maybe we won't and you know it's like mm. nah, no i'm not doing it and then i tried and then i was sat there like Talking to my wife, saying, "Who won it? Who's won it? Tell me a name. Who's won it? Come on. Who yeah. do you like off <laughs> the voice? Who's won it? Give me a star, an artist right now. Who's won it? I can't. I can't either. Mm. I can't tell you a fucking person that's nah. won that program. You know? Nah. You see, yeah. It's crazy. It's a bit of a. It's definitely yeah. I think I think like um the the time for those kind of shows to work. There might be a time when they come back and work in a different format, but the way they're at the moment, they don't work how they should work. Um, and and again, man, I, to me, I'm always I'm always just like you. To go back to my, my point before, yeah, allow me to capitalize or give me the money in it, so I don't need to capitalize. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be one or the other. So if you're yeah. talking about um, you doing a show, and I'm yeah. giving you half a mil, alright, cool. If you if you win it, if you win the show, yeah, and they go right, we're giving you a deal. And we're giving you a we're giving you a signing bonus as well, like not just something you got to pay back. We're not giving you a loan. We give you a signing bonus so that once once it's done, yeah, you're set for life. That's fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. But yeah. the fact that you're like you're taking the food out my you're taking the way I eat away, yeah. and you're taking the food out my mouth at the same time. It's like well, there's no upside. There's no upside to this. And all it is is because you're 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 catering for a bunch of people who really want the fame. Yeah. And fame is the currency. But the problem is, again, for music lovers, people who respect the art, that will never be enough because that's not even what people, we do it for. So yeah. you're, you're offering offering fame is like, nah, that's 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 not good enough. I don't want not, most of us don't even want the fame. 
Yeah. Like, all we want to do is just be respected for what we do and make a living off it. That's it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I agree, yeah. man. Crazy times. It is. <laughs> Crazy times, but also man. good times. It's a, it's a brave yeah. new world. It's a whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be some good shit. I hope. I hope good shit comes yeah. out of it. Anyway, we need good shit, don't we? Well, my man, it has been fantastic to talk to you. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you good, certainly good opened my eyes to a, a few things. And, um, yeah, so is the album coming out? or I don't know what's happening, it? man. I don't know what's happening. Um, I think, I think, yeah, this is the way I think it's going to happen. I think there's going to be an album before the album, and then the album, the proper album will drop at the end of the year. That's right. the way things are looking. Um, cool. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably going to be the most... The easiest thing to do at the moment um because i'm just not i'm just not confident that the we're in a we're in a good place to to really do the work i want to do so so the album before the album is going to be lockdown shit and what we're going through now pretty much man i think it's yeah. gonna be called blurred i think it's gonna be called blurred i like so, that yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, you've got yeah. blurred so blurred comes now and then vision will come later yeah um, I like that. yeah yeah so that's i yeah, think that's thinking. That's the kind of that's what we we I've spoken about yesterday and today with um management. That's the kind of direction we think we're gonna go. So now it's just a case of me really getting that talking about getting that creative creativity and actually putting Doing some in. Yeah, man, putting some music. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, good yeah, stuff. Well, bless. Look forward to it. Look forward to it. Yeah. Well, cool, thanks, man. man. Thanks for talking to me for well, it's got to be nearly two hours now. I think. It's a, it's, a, it's a long one, man. But it's a good. Yeah. This, you know what? I'm, I because now I'm doing these interviews, yeah. So I yeah. actually like I know how hard it is to do. So yeah. when a conversation yeah. just flows, like it's appreciated, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. New to it as well, so I'm quite happy that it's actually gone like this, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Skype's oh, not the best thing to do recording over, is it? Nah, it's not. It's not doing. It's not doing great right now. Uh, internet's been dodgy as fuck this last couple of days as well. Everyone's on it, man. I got, I just, I upgraded my Sky and it's still, it's still shit. But yeah, we're trying, man. Did you see them um, satellites going up into sky the other, the other week? All the fucking going across sky like tons of satellites. Nah. Yeah, that was fucking right. Nah. Fuck, you didn't see it. <laughs> Elon nah, Musk. I did it, man. Elon Musk has released a load of fucking satellites, something to do with um, some new like broadband that he's releasing. But yeah, it was weird, man. I didn't know what was going on. Fucking all the stars were moving. <laughs> uh, you know really what? Quickly. I saw someone posted it, but it's like one of my um, one of my old work friends who's like a proper conspiracy nut. So he yeah. posted it, and most of the stuff he posts, I, I I check when I fact check. It's all it's never what it what he says it is. So I just yeah. keep really paying attention to it. But yeah, I did see that. The lights flying through the sky. Yeah, man, it was mad. It was mad. That's crazy. Yeah. Right, I'll let you go, my friend. Thank cool, you for brother. talking to me. And we well, look forward to uh, Blurred and then Vision later on. And yeah. It. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Right, bro, have a good one, man. Cheers. Peace, brother. Yeah. And you, man, have a good night. See you later, nice buddy. One. Thank you, thank Jen. You. Bye-bye.